This is Boxing Talk with Frankie. I'm a 10-year-old massive boxing fan. Each week we talk about the main topics on the boxing news with different guests every time. Hope you enjoy. Welcome to the first episode of Boxing Talk with Frankie. So today's special guest is a black belt world champion martial arts coach and he's my dad, John Holloway. Hi Frankie, how are you? Good, thank you. So today's two main topics are what do we think of Mike Tyson's comeback? Should he do it? Is he going to win the fight? What's going to happen? Who knows? We'll be talking about that. And Anthony Joshua versus Tyson Fury. Who's going to win? Is it going to be knockout or is it going to go to points? So we'll see. So let's get straight into it. Okay, so what do you want to talk about first then? The Mike Tyson comeback. Yeah, go on, let's do that. So as... as what, what do you know about that then? Well, his last fight, which was in 11th of June 2005, mm, against okay. Kevin McBride, who was a club fighter, he lost. So he got knocked out by a club fighter. Well... Yeah, I don't remember the fight really because I think at that time, you know, when I grew up, um, so when I was 15, 16, 17, Tyson was the man. He was indestructible, he was unbeatable, he was the most fearsome man on the planet and there wasn't a man alive that... You know, you that 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 you thought would ever defeat Tyson. He was just ferocious, yeah. and they always used to talk about the unified heavyweight champion. And I kind of, I often wondered what it meant when they said unified. And of course, I now know there are that many different belts, and not all heavyweight champions become unified heavyweight champions, um, in the way that Tyson did. So I followed Tyson's career, watched a lot of his fights. I watched, I stayed up and watched the Buster Douglas fight with my mates. And uh, yeah, it was because, you know, what you have to understand with Tyson is in his day, it was never a question of um, would Tyson win? It was only ever a question of um, in what round would he knock out his opponent? And honestly, and that was it. It was never. It was. It was never really anything beyond that. And so, I think with the Buster Douglas fight, if I remember rightly, it went on to what was it, about seven, eight rounds. Ten rounds. Was it ten? Was it? Oh, I don't know. I, I mean, I just remember watching it, and and it be becoming clear that he wasn't getting his own way. First thing, and and we, you know, created a bit of anticipation, and yeah. you know, we. I found myself with my friend literally egging him on. Like, come on, Tyson! Come on! Please, come on! Knock him out! And I got the other guy who was three of us watching, and my other mate was all of a sudden who was rooting for Douglas. Go on, Douglas, you can do it. And it, it was quite a bizarre moment. And then to see Douglas finally knock him down and the fight finish, and that was just 
That was incredible. That was a, r- a real defining moment in life, you know, in, in the world. And to see that, you're thinking, oh, my God, what on earth just happened? What happened? How did that? How did it happen? How did Mike Tyson get beaten by, what was his name, George Buster Douglas? I don't even know what his name yeah, was. I think Mike had... Tyson didn't know. He hadn't watched any of his fights before that. But, but well, the... I think what we know now is that Tyson really... Um, it got to a point in his life where he just stopped training. He stopped taking the fight game um, seriously, and he got issues in his life. and And obviously, after that fight, he then ended up going to prison. Um, he had issues with his personal life. I mean, he always did right away from um, the whole Desiree Washington scandal right the way to. Oh, who was that girl that he ended up marrying? Who, who him and his, her and her mother just completely. Robin Givens, Robin Givens. Oh my God! See, Robin Givens and her mum, literally, um, just controlled it. I think everybody who got into Tyson's life wanted control of it, and Robin Givens yeah. and her mum were just awful, awful, awful people. Sorry, don't know the people at all, but the way you know, if you can't even come across as nice. On yeah. you know on the very short bits of television exposure you get, if you can't even come across as nice on that, then there's no hope for you. They just came across as evil, manipulative, and and almost as though they were quite happy for Tyson to get sent to prison and yeah. for them yeah. to marry him and then take a load of his money and uh, you know walk away on the, in the sunset. Yeah. And then when you listen to Tyson now, he will say, he will actively say that. You know, he uh, he was distracted. He was distracted by a lot of things. Mm. Um, he'd lost his... They, they'd gotten rid of his coach. Um, yeah, that must have been, I think... Kevin he, Rooney. His main coach died, and then they got rid of Kevin Rooney. Yeah, because D'Amato was his main... Not as so much coach, more of a... Um, Trainer. Uh, well, more of a father, really. Brought him over to the Catskill Mountains from... I don't know what part of New York he was from, but, but yeah. really sort of bought him up, looked after him, and, and obviously that was devastating for Tyson when Cusdemato died. Mm. Kevin Rooney kept training him, and I think Kevin Rooney was very switched on, but unfortunately a certain person called Don King got oh, hold yeah. of him. Don and um, the one who arranged Muhammad Ali versus George Foreman. Yes, correct, that's right, he did. And by this point, Don King was very, very... Um, was a dominant promoter, very outspoken, very uh, much out there. He was as famous as Tyson was, um, and um, yeah. yeah, Don King got hold of him, and and I would say stripped him of his money, his integrity, and anything that was ever ever good about him. Yeah, so I think um, this again going looking at Tyson interviews, listening to him. Um, he says that you know he came out of prison and just yeah. really had the fights to, to fight people and those those fights that he won he won because they were more scared of him than, um, uh, and didn't allow their boxing abilities to take hold. Tyson wasn't training, and so by the time he gets to fight Kevin uh, McBride, is that his name? Kevin McBride. Yeah, Kevin uh, McBride, the club fighter. Yeah. So by the time he gets to Kevin McBride, I think he'd already. Because he, he fought a British guy. Who was the British guy he fought? No, Is he um, Akin Wanda, something like that? Yeah. Henry Akin Wanda, a thick something, guy from Norwich, I think. And fought Mike Tyson and beat Mike Tyson. And then I th- 
if I remember it serves me, Titan didn't then have another fight until McBride, and that was probably a couple of years, three years maybe later. And then... Everyone thought it would be an easy knockout for Tyson, but Tyson wasn't even moving him, and he was a club fighter. And then... Well, yeah, McBride, um, I think Tyson gave up, didn't he? He didn't even come out of one of the rounds. And uh, and it was interesting because I, I did a little bit of research and he was talking about the way that he dealt with it afterwards. You know, he, he said himself, you know, he, he called himself a washed-up fighter, said he hates the fight game, hates the gym, hates training, hates boxing, has hated it since 1990. Um, never really trained since the you know nineteen nineties. Nothing like the boxer he was in eighty five, eighty six, eighty seven, eighty eight when he was absolutely dominant. Yeah, when Nothing. He says he had no, couldn't even connect to that person that he was then. So that's back then. What's he going to be like now? What do you I, think? I think these last five fights, he was worse. Or since I don't know two thousand to two thousand six, whatever it was that gap when he just stopped training, he's better now than he was then. Now there was just something with him that wasn't good. Now he actually seems like a good... He seems proper speed, power, good good technique. But will he be in the mental... Will he, like... Will his brain be able to handle being punched? Will well, he... you see, the, the, the interesting thing there for me is that he... You know, we've seen these training clips of whatever they are, a couple of seconds training and and you know the first thing is he's in different outfits in different parts of that clip so you know it's a, it's a montage of training clips from different sessions um, but you know that said he looks sharp he looks pretty damn impressive and a lot of that is going to be about your mind how how is your mind how's your mindset and if your mindset says saying to you do you know what I'm liking this. I'm liking this boxing again. I, I want to train. I want to do this. I want to hit harder. I want to be faster. I want to be fitter. And look to look at him. He's in impressive shape. He really is. Because mm, he, uh, in like... but he's still he's fifty three. And and you know, you, you, physically fifty three, you are not the same person you are at twenty three. You just can't be. You know, I'm forty. I'll be forty nine this year, and. You know, my mind tells me a lot of things, but you know, sometimes my body just can't respond. It can't do it. In my head, I'm thinking, yeah, I can do this, this, and that. I can't. I just yeah. can't. I can't run as fast as I could do at 23. I can't do the things I could do with the same amount of speed and intensity at 23. Actually, intensity probably can, but speed and you know, have I got the all the faculties there? Timing's a real big thing. Have you got your timings? If you haven't got your timing, you're done. But what we need to factor in here is he's not fighting someone who's 23. He's fighting yeah. Shannon Vercannon Briggs. Yeah, he's 48, but... He is. He, he is used to it, because he only last fought in 2016. That's not that uh, Apparently so, yeah. Um, that's not a 14-year gap. That's a four-year gap. So he's, it, so he's had 10... Um, ten. Tyson's had four years, mm. the fourteen years without fighting. Mm. So that's fourteen years since he's last been punched. Yeah. With Shannon Briggs, it's been four years since he's last been punched. Um. Well, do you know Shannon Briggs? I, 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 he does look in impressive condition, doesn't he? He's got a good body. He's, I mean, I, I'd go as far to say he's got as good a body as me. 
No, he, no, he, he is ripped. He's looking lean. He's looking mean. I've got to give it to him. He, he's looking good, and he he has done for some time. Now I've got a bombshell for you. So I don't think you have read this or or know about this. I literally just read it about twenty minutes ago. I thought I'd do. I'll do a little bit of note taking and research because I know obviously you want to ask me about this. So. Um, I read a report, so apparently Shannon Briggs is trying to put this together, okay? Um, he's trying to put this fight together and he has been doing for some time. And one of the ideas he's come up with is a steel cage tag team event. Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> so, get this. So he's going to have um, Shannon Briggs, Mike Tyson, David Hay, Klitschko. Oh, my God. This is a joke. Uh, no, it's not a joke. Um, oh and, um, oh, Evander Holyfield. The, the one issue is... Assume- no, listen, listen, it's going to be two, they're going to do two rounds each, so it's going to be, I don't know how they will do it, but each each fighter tag team in another, and, and I, I don't know, it, it sounds bizarre, but he thinks that that's a format that could sell, and I've got to agree with him, I think there's... It can sell, but it won't be good. No, well, I don't know. I don't know. So- it's weird, isn't it? Because McGregor and Mayweather, you know, there's no part of that was ever going to be good, really. Mm. And yet, <laughs> it sold. Mm. It sold because I think a lot of people out, you know, just on the periphery of the fight scene were intrigued enough to pay money to see, oh, I wonder if McGregor is as bad as, a, as he says he is, it, you know, can take on Mayweather. And Yeah, but the, but the issue is... Say the first two rounds of Mike Tyson, Mike Tyson dominates and he's on like he can barely walk and then Oh no, because the other team are gonna switch around as well. Yeah, I don't think it's gonna be Tyson versus five of them. Yeah, <laughs> one after another. I, I, that I, might be a bit taxing. I, I mean if Tyson And to be honest, I don't even know what format we I just read it and thought, What the hell? That sounds bizarre. Yeah, but like if Tyson Tyson could absolutely dominate one, and then someone just lands a, like he could absolutely dominate, and it looks like that the next round he would knock them out, mm. but they can't because it's only two rounds. But I suppose the point being is that that's a fight setup. Whether Tyson fights just Shannon Briggs and they do it over, yeah, I don't but, know, yeah. six rounds or eight rounds Ten. or less than that, um, it, it's he's fighting someone of a similar age and also therefore. Um, at a similar stage in their life, um, and the you know the male human loses an amount of testosterone each year, um, and it's that affects things. It affects your aggression. It affects your power, your speed, your strength. It's that's what it does. It just does. And so someone at 53 is going to have less testosterone than someone at 23. Yeah. And therefore, testosterone being that driving hormone that, uh, that, that, that drives on fighters. So if he's fighting someone of the same age, yeah, it could be interesting. Am I going to pay to watch it? I would. Um, do you know, part of me thinks I have paid for some absolutely shocking fights. I really have sat down and watched some absolute garbage in my time that I thought, what? I've paid money for this? Yeah, yeah. And um, I'd say a couple of them have been Anthony Joshua fights where I've just thought, oh, my God, what is... In fact, do you know what the worst thing is for me? 
I, I I paid to watch Joshua's last fight before he fought. Um, no, before he fought Andy Ruiz Jr. So if you remember, R- Riley wasn't going to fight Andy Ruiz, was he? He was going to fight um, Big Boy Baby Jarrell, was it? Oh uh, yeah, um, Big Jarrell, Big Baby Miller. Yeah, that's it. Big Boy Baby, uh, well, whatever. Big Baby. He was supposed to fight him and um, didn't. And uh, was he went uh, to prison? Well, did he? Or he failed a drugs test, didn't he, Jarrell, at that point? Failed a drugs test. Anyway, so then they bring in this replacement. And I remember seeing the uh, the weigh-in and looking at Ruiz Jr. And I, I freely admit, I, I knew nothing about the guy. And, and that's shame on me. Shame on me. I knew nothing about him. And just looked at him and thought... I just thought, hey, they pulled him out of the crowd. He just pulled some drunken Mexican guy out of the crowd. <laughs> he just looked like that. And he looked like he was just stood there thinking, oh, OK... And I just thought, well, this is going to be another, you know, pre-selected opponent for Joshua just to run over with his boring, bloody punch-and-grab style and, you know, uh, just almost trundling along to another victory, easy victory against an easy opponent, collecting easy money for, I don't know what, Reddy Hearn, I guess. Um, And so to my... um, to my, with a phrase I would use, bitter regret. I chose not to watch that fight. I thought, I am not watching that. There's no point. There's no point. I remember. First round. I think uh, your mum was in New York at the time, so I remember my phone pinging. I had my phone by the side of my my um, bedside table, and I'd spoken to Phil and, and a couple of other people, and they said, "Oh yeah, I'm going to watch it." And I said, "I'm not watching that. It's nonsense." And I remember something like. I don't know, half seven uh, in the morning, my phone starts pinging, ping, ping, ping. And I'm thinking, what? I just thought it was mum at first, you know, or maybe mum's sending me a message or whatever. I'm looking at it like, Phil Davis, Phil Davis, Phil Davis, thinking, well, what's, what's he messaging me for at this time? <laughs> and I think I remember leaving it and then looked at it again about an hour later, I had more messages and thought, um, sure. Yeah, and looked at it and he said, oh, um, uh, have you seen the Joshua fight yet? I'm thinking like, well, what does that mean? Does that mean that it's, you know, something exciting's happened? And I said, no. He said, right, whatever you do, don't look at Facebook, don't do this, don't do that, watch it and watch it now. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, uh, okay. You yeah, know, something, clearly something exciting and, and interesting has happened. Mm-hmm. Couldn't think what, but I, I sort of think, surely... The little fat kid from Mexico has not beaten Joshua. And then when I watched it and thought, oh, my God, you know him beating him. He absolutely mullered him. He destroyed him. Yeah, well. Wow. But the thing is, Mike Tyson, if he's coming back, <clears throat> um, he's going to have that. He, will he be a, He might look good on the pads and all that, mm. but in the ring, will he still have it or will he still be ready to get inside. Well, this is the thing. Will he still have it? Well, he'll still have it against Shannon Briggs, I think. Yeah. That's the thing. He's not going to be the same. He's not going to be Mike Tyson in 1989 or 1988 when... Or even earlier than that when, you know, he's absolutely demolishing his opponents. Yeah. You know, he comes into the ring like some sort of demon possessed. And just completely shatters them first round. Well, yeah, you they know, is, is it going to be first round? Is it going to be second round? Time. 
you know, is it going to be third and absolute push if the guy's being a bit stubborn and, you know, won't go down? Um, so I don't know. I think it will be, um, I think it'll be interesting. Mm. I mean, you've got, you have to have some sort of talent to survive past a round with Mike Tyson. Each round will get harder and harder to survive. So are we talking about Shannon the Cannon Briggs now, or are we talking generally in 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 when he, when he was when he was in his in his pomp and his uh, and his prime? It, it's a talent to survive the first two rounds. Yeah, that means you. That means it's a boxer that people who don't want to fight Mike Tyson fight them because they can survive two rounds with Tyson. Yeah, yeah. No one could ever go. No one could ever go go up and say I've beaten Mike Tyson because no one could do it. Mike Tyson would just absolutely destroy them with uppercut left hook. Oh God uppercut left hook and then body hooks and you mm. just scatter them to the floor there's there's no if you've been there once then you 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 may as well give up because he's just going to hit you with something that you won't that you won't be able to get up with again yeah and um his training clips certainly show that he has got um you know he, he he's at least got a hunger for it he's got a, a sharpness yeah, that yeah. um that he can demonstrate he's looking in good condition. So, you know what, Frank? Who knows? It will be interesting, nonetheless, whatever format it works. Um, it's going to generate interest. It's going to generate money. Um, it won't tell us anything, really, but it will be... Mike Tyson can fight at victory. Well, yeah, maybe. Maybe, maybe he can't. There we go. So. But that's that topic done with. Yep. Um, next topic, which we might try to make a bit shorter now, because that was quite a long topic. 20, it's been 20 minutes. Well, there you go. You see, I did say to you, didn't I? You need to plan your timings and your and, and the way you do it, because otherwise it just gets ahead of you. Yeah. Um, and there you go. Fury versus Joshua. Oh. So um, this one's probably going to be shorter. No longer talk, actually. We're going to try and make it shorter, though. Um, as we know is... Fury's got an aggressive style, that's, but it's effective aggression. Mm. So if it does go the distance, I believe... Well, do you know what you just said? You, it's effective aggression. It's effective aggression. It was effective aggression in the last fight against um, uh, your man, Deontay. Yeah. I think prior to that, though, I wouldn't say effective aggression. I would say, um, you know, when, when... And I suppose the difference being that most of his fights he's had under well since he's come back anyway um have been under ben um davis, davis or davison davis davis ben davis so um really since he came back from his depression and he's had his fights and he had his warm up fight and then he he faced um Wilder that first time and then went on to face um Wallin. was it Otto Wallin? And then Ben Davis then And then they yeah, so in those fights he was very much um you know, tricky, great mover, um, but didn't really look as though he was going to, you know, end the fight yeah. in, in the way that you kind of hope a heavyweight is gonna end a fight. Mm. In that sort of exciting, dramatic knockout way. Um, but I have to say, um, under the, um, is it Manny Stewart, Emmanuel Stewart or, or his son from the Cronk gym in, in Detroit, I think under those guys, that last fight against, uh, Wilder, yeah, he yeah. looked, he looked a different beast altogether. He had that aggression. He obviously had more weight, which obviously helped him and, and um, yeah, and he, he was just focused on what he was going to do. 
Um, and yeah, so in my opinion, if it's that fighter there not on that night against Joshua, let's say for me, Joshua's best performance was against Klitschko. Yeah, that, that's um, awesome. It was awesome, but he was lucky he came out of that. You know, he got knocked down. He was tanking. Joshua had that round where he couldn't, you know, he barely, I mean, stood there. And how Klitschko didn't take advantage and just wipe the floor with him, I will never know. But, but he didn't. And, and Joshua recovered and knocked Klitschko out. So I'd say that's his best fight um, in terms of entertainment and in terms of um, his style and, um, you know, the, the, the way it, um, the way he is as a fighter. And I think if it's, that, if it's Joshua from that night mm-hmm. and if it's Tyson Fury from the second Wilder fight... Then you know what? We're in for a really entertaining fight. Something you know, entertaining. There's a word I never thought we'd we'd use um, alongside Anthony Joshua because the last few fights have been dull, 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 dull. Except for Ruiz Junior, who wiped the floor with him in the Mm. first one. But other than that, uh, why bother? Why bother? Yeah, well, um, what I think is, if Joshua's going to stick on the jab like he has been against his last like. couple of fighters. Yeah. Um is gonna land something over the top or under it which is gonna shock Joshua. Yeah. Joshua will be able to land something that will hurt Fury, but I think Fury's aggression is good. I think after a couple of rounds Joshua will notice that and start getting on the inside as well. And I think if the if it's a knockout, I think Joshua's got more of a chance of doing it. Do you? Yeah he's got high power. Do you think? But I think Fury's also got a very high chance and if it goes to points, I think Fury, Fury's got it on points. Well, do you know, my feeling about Joshua, um, I mean, even the second fight against Ruiz, I mean, oh my God, talk about boring. Yeah, that's... Boring, boring, boring. Oh, I know, I've studied what Ruiz is going to do and I'm just going to stand there and jab and hold, jab and hold, jab and hold, jab and hold and just do enough to win the fight. And that's what he did. And I don't know, it's as though... There's some sort of switch in him that, that, that doesn't get switched that says, just cruise, cruise to win, cruise to win. You don't need to exert yourself. Don't do too much because you don't need to. And that's, these, that's almost the mantra with um, certainly the last few Joshua fights have been awful. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it will take a fighter like Fury to bring out the best in Joshua because Joshua's going to find himself in a position where if Fury does what he did to Wilder in the first round, does that to Joshua, Joshua's going to have to dig deep and do something that he hasn't done since Klitschko and that is fight. Get himself in a fight and fight. And he hasn't done that. He hasn't done that for me for a long while. And I've got, um, you know, my very good friend Phil is a massive Anthony Joshua fan. And so, if yeah, yeah. So if we, if he and I were having this conversation now, then... Um, Phil would just be blinding me with all his technicalities and oh well you know what you've got to remember about Joshua is and then he would just go off on some uh, technical stuff and I'd be like oh, okay Phil yeah okay whatever but, but the point being Joshua's got some hardcore supporters out there he's clearly a very talented fighter but not just that he is a you know he's an icon really you know you talk about these Black Lives Matter he's an icon for um, the black community as 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 well as the British boxing scene as well as heavyweight boxing. You know, you can look at him 
and you can see that there is almost a flawless character there. There is a guy that a lot of people can relate to, regardless of colour. A lot of people can relate to a heavyweight boxer because he's a nice guy. Because he looks, you know, he's attractive to look at. He's got the body. He's got the personality. He's a nice person. Uh, and he's got the skills to go with it. So, do you know what? All-round package, fantastic. But, but for me... You know, he just doesn't do it in the ring enough. He just doesn't let loose in the, He's very... He's almost as though he's controlled. And Eddie Hearn... Don't talk to me about Eddie Hearn. I mean, I like Eddie Hearn as a promoter, but as far as Joshua's concerned, he's. I think he, he ruined Joshua for a couple of years with his stupid match-ups. Well, with you, when you said Joshua was kind of a boring fighter, I sort of disagree with you there. How dare you? I mean, there are some fights where he just sticks on the jab, but then when he lands a solid punch and it knocks him down, that's kind of, I like knockdowns. It's, that's exciting. Well, everyone does, and, that's what I'm, I'm that, and that is what I mean, but how many knockdowns does he do? Not well, very often, not very many nowadays. Or, or now he's only had two fights where he hasn't knocked someone out. One where he got knocked out, and the other where it went to points. So, all, other than that, all of his fights have been in knockouts. So he is, is that right? Yeah, he is a knockout artist. He is quite an exciting fighter. Mm. He's barely his fights barely ever go that long. Dean White was the first time it went past four rounds. Is that right? Yeah, and then he had. Um, well, maybe that's part of it. Maybe I just think Eddie Hearn just lines up four guys for him to fight, and that maybe Eddie Hearn and Anthony Joshua have just been avoiding those big fights. Yeah, they are. They are. You know, because... let's 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 avoid Wilder. Let's avoid Tyson Fury. I think actually, I t- I'll tell you where I think he was at. I think. Tyson Fury coming back the way he did upset the apple cart as far as Anthony Joshua and Eddie Hearn were concerned. I think they had this plan that was going to be 10 fights long and they were going to earn all this money and they were going to beat all these people and they were going to unify and then the last fight was going to be against Deontay Wilder which is, you know, which should have happened, you know, 4 years prior didn't um because Deontay Wilder is a very much a threat to Anthony Joshua. And so gets the point where it doesn't actually matter whether Joshua wins or loses because they've amassed enough money, enough reputation that, you know, that can be a... It's not necessarily a defining fight. But unfortunately, they didn't factor in that um, Andy Ruiz Jr. would uh, <laughs> would knock him out yeah. in New York City at Madison Square Gardens. I think Eddie... Um, and, um, yeah, that properly upset the apple cart and all of a sudden Andy Ruiz Jr. has got... Four belts and Anthony yeah. Joshua's got none. Luckily, Eddie Hearn had enough about him to put a you know a standard re- rematch clause in the contract, and that was the next fight, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, I, what I think is, and and luckily Andy Ruiz Jr., who's not used to being world champion, went on a on a six month bender, <laughs> where you know God knows what you do when you're a heavyweight Mex, the first heavyweight Mexican, and you go on a party for six months. Then um, I can only imagine that got messy. Yeah, but um, well, as we know, I I agree with you with Eddie Hearn setting him up against bad fighters because he the only name the two good fighters that he's been against so far Ruiz who Hearns didn't think would do that <laughs> so the two actual good ones are White the Dylan White that I think her Dylan White yeah and. Klitschko, but I think Hearns thought that because Klitschko lost against Fury, now he's not, and he's had a break from boxing, now he's not going to be as good. So he he hasn't, he's not been having proper fights. 
I've seen a, a couple of his fights or about... Who are we talking about now? Joshua. Joshua, yeah, about okay. About 10, and I'm like... I, I, I know Dominic Brazil, but who's him? Who's that guy with an afro? What rank is he? Is he ranked 34? I don't... It, like... I don't know any of these. They're not even... Half of them aren't even ranked. He's just setting... Well, that, yeah. Setting them up to make him look like a good fighter. I think they're... Very, I, don't, I wouldn't go as far to say they're not even ranked. I think they're all ranked in the top 10. But, yeah, they were, you know... Basically, the last five fights that Anthony Joshua had should have been against Deontay Wilder, mm-hmm. and they weren't. Should have been against Tyson Fury, and they weren't. He, you know, that just says to me... You're just avoiding. You're avoiding that big fight. Why? Why are you avoiding that big fight, Anthony? What, what is it that, that is you know what are you scared, scared of? You're scared of losing, like you know, is everything. it is it Joshua that's scared or is it Eddie Hearn that's scared? Is it both? Is it Hearn thinking he's uh, you know his golden um, boy is going to lose? Golden uh, cash cow is going to somehow come to an end, or is it Joshua thinking I don't want my legacy to be? Uh, you know, uh, uh, ended at this point, I'm scared of losing. Because, I mean, you know, you look back to Muhammad Ali. Muhammad Ali wasn't scared of losing. Yeah. He wanted to fight, and he wanted to fight, and he wanted to prove himself. And, you know, and that's why he got the victories against George Foreman and against um, Smoking Joe, where, you know, he literally, it was just attritional, and it was Ali's strength of will that got him through those fights. I don't see that with Joshua. Well, um, do you know he said there's fighters that don't, they, they will fight anyone who in the olden days the fighters whoever's at the top they'll fight. Yeah. Frazier knocked out Muhammad Ali, and then Foreman completely destroyed Frazier, knocking him down six times in the first six minutes, so in the first two rounds, and then knocked him out. Um, then Muhammad Ali beat Frazier twice. Then Muhammad Ali, even after seeing how good Frazier is, and seeing then Foreman. George Foreman battering him. He still decided to fight for him. And he was still like, ah, I'm going to win. Muhammad Ali killed George Foreman. Went on the trend. He wasn't scared. With his, like, right, I, I want to fight him. He's no- he's number 10 ranked. I don't care about Deontay. I don't want to fight him. He might beat me. I, mm. I don't want to lose. I, I want to fight whoever. I want to fight kind of the lower ranked, rank, whatever they're called. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and this is what I find quite disturbing, you know. I come from an era of, yeah, okay, Tyson as a heavyweight, and that was, you know, that's one thing. But, you know, let's look at the middleweight division in my era. And No, I'm, I'm talking way before Carl Froch. I'm talking about Nigel Benn. I'm talking about Chris Eubank. You know, there's two rivals oh, yeah, there that they didn't hold back, you know. Yeah. I mean, Eubank, in the latter stages of his fight career, was fighting people that... Um, he was fighting what was there, and, and he was doing just enough. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, until he fought uh, Joe Calzaghe and Calzaghe was the the link between um that era and then the sort of modern era. So um Calzaghe beat Eubank and then um Calzaghe was quite dominant. But you know you look at Nigel Ben, you look at Chris Eubank. Yeah, two fighters. Uh, and we talked about this. Remember the other day, the ferocity was just incredible. You know, and that came with consequences came with consequences in the fact that two fighters um, pretty much lost their quality of life as a result of fighting either my, uh, Nigel Benn or, or Chris Eubank. Mm. But, you know, two, the, Eubank and Ben did not avoid the fight. And, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, and that, you know, that's kind of what I expect with boxing. Yeah. It's what I expect with any fighting game, really, is, you know, you fight, 
you yeah. fight the fighters. You you feel you want to be the best, then you got to fight the best, or you fight the next yeah. best to keep proving that you are still the best. Mm. So to wrap it up, um, who do you think is going to win? Just like quickly, who do you think? Anthony win? Joshua or Tyson Fury? My money is on Tyson Fury. Not your extra money. Right? Well, your money, your inheritance money. Okay. <laughs> so, I I I agree. I think Fury's got enough. He's got enough power, and speed, and enough aggression to be able to attack Joshua, unless or to be able to beat Joshua, unless Joshua can land a couple of power punches that can knock Fury down and possibly win the fight. Do you know what I'd most it. like to see though? Do you know what I really want to see? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to see, um, and we've talked about him already. I want to see. Andy Ruiz Jr., who's now training with in the Wilder. in the Canelo camp, mm-hmm. I want to see Andy Ruiz Jr. fit, strong, yeah. and hungry, and, and against I well against anyone, against anyone, I will put him against anyone yeah. because right there he's Mike Tyson in, you know, in his attitude, in his in his, um, yeah, you know, his fight style, um, his aggression. Um, really takes it to them, and not a lot of these big guys are going to be able to take. I mean, we talk about um, uh, Ruiz being s- small. He's not. Is he still six foot three? Yeah, six foot two, <laughs> is he six foot two? <laughs> well, whatever. Six two, six three. He's still a big bloke, but obviously compared to these six monsters foot, at six seven 15. and six eight and whatever else, then he's not. Massive. But but I want to see him fit, strong, motivated. With the right camp behind him, yeah, well, and camp, so if he's got Canelo's camp, then I think there is, you know, there's there's hope, and I'd like to see him. I'd like to see him against uh, Fury. I'd like to see him against Deontay Wilder, and I'd absolutely love to see him against yeah, yeah, yeah. Anthony Joshua. Yeah. We've both of them fit, strong, and wanting it. So I think Fury's going to win. Because his aggression and all of that, I think I've already said that Fury's going to win. He's got the aggression. Oh yeah, I've already mentioned that. So um, thank you. You can have aggression. To what you can never have enough aggression. <laughs> yeah. Um. But thank you. Um. If you, if anyone did watch this or listen, thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to tune in to our next one. I don't know when it's going to be. It's going to be like next week or something. So don't forget to tune into that or just listen to it. Um, I hope you all enjoyed. Thank you for listening to our podcast. See you next time. Thank you.